difficult, 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 women. Oh, hey. Oh, hi. Oh, hi there. Crazy meeting you here. Oh, my gosh. Wasn't it just yesterday that I was physically there? Practically. Oh, God. I cried a couple days, just for a couple days after you left. Oh, it was so (laughs) nice to be around people. (laughs) (laughs) And you specifically. Oh, it was magical. We had such a great time, you guys. You missed out on the party. We partied. We partied. partied With a capital P. I hadn't partied (laughs) like that. Uh, in a while I've, I'm starting a five day detox today That's great I tried to start it after you left And then I had another party More parties <laughs> I had a couple other parties Yeah Lots I, of parties No more partying That's great I've been on my uh, little clean eating phase It's been going great Except yesterday I got so tired <laughs> I was like why am I so tired I'm like oh right Because my body's used to like Functioning off of like hamburgers and pad thai <laughs> And now it's like oh we have to We have to make fuel out of vegetables <laughs> How does that work? You're like, yeah, just shifting over, shifting gears. What have you been cooking? Mm, oh my God, I made a turkey taco salad. Made a lot of it, so I've been eating a lot of sent that. Me, that's right, you sent me a glorious, beautiful picture oh of it. Oh my God, it's so that's good. Nice. Instead mm-hmm. of uh, instead of the sour cream, put a little bit of yogurt, a little, oh, little Greek yogurt. Oh, it's almost the same you? thing. I know. What have you done with Katie I know. Frame? I know. Oh wait, we should introduce ourselves. Oh, that's a great Did point. Did we do that? <laughs> sure. I'm Katie. <laughs> And I'm Marie. And this is the Difficult Women Podcast. Mm-hmm. Just That's jump right. right into our diets. It's like a, it's a, it's base. This podcast is basically like watching an Instagram account where someone just takes pictures of their food. No, just kidding. <laughs> we just describe what we eat. That's what we not eat, true welcome. At all. That That's would be a, that'd be a bad, bad podcast. Uh, I mean, no, but this is, this is better than that, right? Oh my god, this is way better than that. We don't talk about food that much. In fact, as we speak, I'm wearing a hamburger uh, French fry shirt. So <laughs> that's the true nature of us. Oh, but we did. We had such a glorious time together, you guys. She came. Katie came from Brooklyn to Nashville, and we tried to do it all. Um, we we, did, we got pretty close. We did. <laughs> I got to be in a hot tub. Thanks That's to right. Marie's friend, which is she's so lovely to let us. We did a hot tub, and which was really cool. It, we sang together finally. We sang together and played, and we didn't forget everything. No, I was actually pretty impressed I with how too. much we remembered. Muscle memory. Um, huh? Yeah, I feel like I can sing pretty well. It's the playing of my instrument that I've forgotten how to do. Because you would think during a pandemic I would be just rocking out all the time, but no, I didn't really play my instrument very much which is a shame i hear you but but we're back we're back the reformed whores are back we're going to be recording our third album next month yeah here in nashville yeah that was part of the whole thing is coming down and making a plan yes it wasn't all <laughs> yeah. just fun and games we worked a little too <laughs> <laughs> but we also got to see our good friend jessica watkins whose documentary is now out for everyone to see please check it out it's called specialish and it's about her walking across America doing stand-up. And, and we, uh, it's it, now on all the platforms that you can watch on. Yes. And also, we if you didn't know, we interviewed her a few weeks back. So you can go back and listen to that interview. Um, and it's the movie's getting rave reviews. And we give it rave reviews. We really loved it. And I'm going to I'm gonna go rent it and watch it again. Yeah. Right now. Bye. No, just kidding. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what else is new? Well, the reason why I'm starting a five day cleanse is because this week has been crazy. Okay, you know, the world, the CDC says now we can we don't even have to wear masks inside if you're vaccinated. Yeah. I mean, how do you feel about that? Thoughts on this? I feel like if I'm with people I know and I know they're vaccinated, I don't feel so bad about that. I'm a little I'm still I think maybe because I'm coming from New York. I'm still a little wary if it's like a big crowded place. I'm not really might keep my mask on a little. So be sure that if even if you're fully like, yeah, no masks, don't shame people for wearing masks. You don't know what their reasons are. Right. Yes. No. (laughs) So my friend shouldn't have yelled at the person at the museum we all had to wear masks in the museum the other day which of course you need to do but my friend was like the cdc says we don't have to 
I was like, just like, no, no, no. You you have rules. to follow the rules. That the CDC says you don't have to, but that but they're leaving it up to all the businesses. So you right. still have to follow the rules of the business. You don't own that business. They decide no. what you get. No shirt, no shoes, no service, and no mask. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yes. So pay attention to what individual uh, institution is promoting and just follow it. Yeah. And it you know matter. what? Some You're people fine. are yeah, and some people are like, well, you you know you didn't believe the you know you were like telling us to believe the CDC, and now you're saying, oh, I'm not really sure. Yeah, but it's a, it, what don't you say individual rights? So like if I if mm-hmm. somebody has an individual desire to wear a mask, it does not affect you. So just let them yes. wear their mask. Ugh, the hypocrisy is just <sighs> unbelievable. It's great. It's fine. But you know what I did to kick it off? Yeah. <laughs> you did I went it. to you a strip right. club. <laughs> yeah, you did it right. <laughs> CDC says no more masks. All right, let's get a pussy in my face. Um, no, well, kind of kidding. Not really. Uh, you guys, I went to... <laughs> I, I went to my first female strip club and I want to talk about it because I had never been. I highly encourage people to go because it was so much fun. And I think like my particular experience, I want to talk about it because like the women were so beautiful and so happy to be working. And so it seemed like a nice business to work for. It's a, I've just had never been. I'd been to Hunkomania, Atlantic City, which hadn't you been to Hunkomania? I've it's been like to, male I've been strippers. To, yeah, I've been to Hunkomania and I've been to one strip club in New York that was like, it wasn't as, it was only, I think in New York you can only have topless strip clubs too. Like, ah. I don't think you're allowed to do full nudity or if you if there is there's probably some caveat with alcohol or something but um and they were like behind the bar and ah. they did not look very happy so I was like give them more money because <laughs> well, I've heard so of pom- pumps in Williamsburg yeah, which I've, I've never been, been to there. either but a ton of our friends would go there all the time and they always said that kind of sad or something right? actually no I'm lying I have been to strip clubs many strip clubs <laughs> I'm just thinking oh. <laughs> back at, okay never mind no but in Thailand we went to several and I don't know if the business was that was a what was going I on. I don't did, know people what those did rules not, are. Yeah. People didn't seem too happy, but yeah. um, but no, but this was my my first real one, full nudity, and it's BYOB. So like, I guess the the law in Tennessee and Nashville is that um, they cannot serve alcohol if there's full nudity. So just showed up with like a freaking cooler ready to party. <laughs> um, but what I want to say. <laughs> Uh, the most disturbing thing I've ever heard in my entire life, uh, and I'm going to say it on the pod, and I want to say it, and then we're going to discuss it, and then we're going to move forward with our lives. But um, I asked, you know, I was talking to the strippers, lovely women, um, and I asked one of the strippers what's the worst thing a customer has said to her. Mm. And she told me that one time she was giving a dance, a man said, Get ready, y'all. A man told her that he wished she was his daughter so he could put her on birth control and take her home and fuck her. I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> really fucked up. That is the most fucked up thing. Uh, I mean, the levels, the layers of the, fucked, the, the fucked the, up. Yeah. Right. So first, I wanted to say this. If you're listening, don't ever say that to uh, a sex worker. Or to don't anybody. Ever. Don't ever say that to anybody. Or to everyone. That's yes, like good very point, good point, disgusting good point, good point. thing don't to say. Ever, don't have the, that come out of your mouth. Um, You know, we were having a really nice time and talking to all the ladies. And, and you know, I was kind of joking by asking that kind of question and we were all divulging all sorts of things and so it was kind of like haha what's the craziest thing somebody said to you and then when she said that it was just like oh my god human beings are horrible yeah <laughs> like what the fuck also i like, didn't think of all the other things that he could have said to her because he right. could have said like hey i wish you were my girlfriend so i could yeah, take you home so and i could fuck take you yeah. home put- yeah. i wish you were you know uh I don't know what my wife or something. Why? Why am I? I wish you were just a random my woman that I met at a bar. Yeah. Yeah. Why your daughter? I mean, like, I know. what? How fucked up? And I understand, like, that kind of stuff is can also be like a mental illness. But like, oh, you need to, you need to, you need to figure that out because that's so fucking horrifying. But the amazing thing is, is this woman that I was talking to, and she told me that, and how like we, all, you know, I was there with a friend of mine, and it's like. 
Oh my god, we were so appalled. But she seemed like such a badass boss bitch to like def- be able to deflect this shit. But like the amount of stuff that I bet these women have had to put up with was specifically like male uh, men who are coming, male customers rather, coming to see that. Like I just, I mad respect. That's all I have to say. Just completely deepest utmost respect i also want to say that i i would even say the female customers probably get way out of hand too yeah and like, actually i think that female customers get more handsy because yeah. i think we're you know you're told you're not allowed to touch and stuff right um and i think that people get in there get drunk and then feel like they own these people and absolutely you don't. So. Absolutely. And I don't I think you have to understand, too, that like a strip club or even a, any um, any sex worker, you don't own them. You're not buying no. their humanity. You're paying for a service. Like when right. you get a massage. Yeah. When you get a massage or you get a haircut, you're not like you are my b- bitch now. <laughs> like you <laughs> that's a service that they're giving you. So you have to like be respectful. Similar to like, honestly, I feel like sometimes people do the same thing with waiters. It's like just because someone's serving you their food doesn't mean you own them and you can like get them right. to do anything. like there are rules within the establishment in which they're working so like if they can't give you a side of pickles it's because they don't they can't give you a side of pickles it's not because right. you get anything you want so i think just people generally have to understand that, like these are businesses mm-hmm. you know and i mm-hmm. think that uh the sex industry in some ways is not very different at all from the restaurant industry right right yeah that's a very good point point. and also at restaurants like if if the if the workers are being treated well then they're really happy right and similarly mm-hmm. at like a strip club and it sounds like the strip club you were at takes good care of their their ladies which is awesome well, the girl said she'd worked there 10 years that's great just imagine that's great like they, yeah that means that there's a happy little family there like sure. there's not quick turnover like i mean i worked at island oyster and let me tell you we had a new server every weekend right <laughs> right <laughs> So I don't know. It was just such a positive, wonderful experience. And I just wanted to share it besides that comment. But that woman seemed very confident in herself that to like be able to deflect that bullshit. But um, just go out and support your local strip club. Absolutely. But treat them, but treat everybody like humans because there are humans. (laughs) Don't forget. Yes. But also, can a girl not get a bush up in there? That's the one thing. So many wax. They should mix it up. I know that was my only I filled out the comment card lovely experience need more bush yeah just need because I mean that I was like do you all have the same waxer does the waxer come to the club and and do it all for you right before you go because it was just beautiful beautiful what they've done but I mean yeah just you know options different things I do people (laughs) like different things and people want different styles and we should just like uh, have different options there I'm into that. Anyway, oh, yes. maybe that's my next career is a bush, a bushy stripper. <laughs> is that a good idea? I mean, yeah, I can yeah. do it all. That's the thing. Also, like about strippers is they're athletes. Like the way that mm. they climb on that pole yeah. and like you know, it's, it's incredible. Just un- unbelievable. Well, that's why they have those classes, those stripper classes, because that shit is not easy. Mm-hmm. I would, yeah, right. that sounds cool. I would like to go. Maybe next time I come, you can take me. Yes, let's go. I mean, I've told some girls already that I, I, I be, maybe for my birthday, everyone will fly into Nashville, go there. We'll spend one yeah. night in Nashville. Then we'll drive to Dollywood. That sounds great. It's getting crazy. Woo! Oh my God. Making plans. Anyway, super horny now. <laughs> oh my God, I believe it's it. Like, I believe it. Just, yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. It's great. The world is open. It's, yeah. Anyway. Uh, speaking of horny, I think everyone could probably re-up on, on these items if you feel the same way as us. Mm-hmm. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better. Select almost any one item for 50% off, and then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Enter offer code HORIO at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. A sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six free spicy movies. Ooh. Plus, free shipping. That's HORIO. W-H-O-R-E-O. HORIO at adamandeve.com. And we're back. Changing subjects completely. Totally shifting gears. Yep. Um, uh. So... <laughs> This I have to say. So we're going to talk about um, 
Israel and Palestine, which is something that I'm not that comfortable talking about because it's so complicated um, that I, I just want to put out there that like, this is going to be a tough one for me. I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> well, I feel like no. part of it is, I'm, I'm not sure I want to talk about it, but, but I think also we just ignoring it is certainly not, it's not our MO. It's not what we do. Um, we might say things that are not quite right. And I'm, no matter what you say, it seems like people get upset on one side or the other. So um, I think that our goal here is just to unpack a little bit of this because it's impossible mm-hmm. to unpack all of it. There's just the more I like was reading up on it, the more confused I got and the more on, you know, there's just so many things happening. And it has to do a lot with history. And we are not historians also. Totally. To put, uh, like yeah. major, this is like a huge disclaimer for this is that we're just trying to understand what is happening. And I think it's very, very important because um, it, this is not going away. And it seems that it will be just getting worse. And it's, I think, good for us to understand. Part of one thing that I'm seeing is like, there's people that are just sort of making claims that are very black and white. Like, well, this is just what should yes. happen. And it's like when you start to really dig into it, to realize like, oh, this is like more complicated. It's not just like, oh, they should just do this and then it'd be over. It's like, no, right. they've been trying to figure this out for a really long time. Um, also, so just America, wanna... like being like, this is what they should do. Like, it's right. really none of our f- I mean, it's none. It, it's only our business because we share this planet Earth. <laughs> And Together. if we can help with like peacekeeping stuff, then that's great. True. But, but I will say like in, well, let's start talking about what's okay, going on. Okay, let's get on. into it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, so as you probably know right now, and uh, this is changing by the day too, so I don't know what we'll, what we'll, where we'll be at. Um, I'm not even sure where we're at as of this morning. But um, there, the tensions in Palestine between the Palestinians and um, Israel have escalated to the point where we're based. They're basically back in a war, um, sending missiles back and forth over into each other's territories and all that. Um, it's gotten real bad. Um, one thing that is happening too, though, is that disproportion. You know, Israel has a very strong military and a lot of very good. Um, military equipment so they have uh, an ability to sort of stop a lot of the missiles that come over from Hamas Mm -hmm. but not all of them and they also have just really good technology on their end so that they can target targets and so there has been a very disproportionate um, amount of Palestinians that are being killed versus the Israelis that are being killed but that being said, there are people dying on both sides for sure mm-hmm. and being injured and being terrorized. Um, so that's kind of like where we are at this present moment in terms of like what's what just like physically what's happening. Right. And I think that's very important to say that, again, like Israel has one of the um, strongest military defenses in the world. Mm hmm. So when Palestine is shooting or the Hamas, that's the Palestine military group, Hamas, them shooting missiles into Israel is not the same as Israel shooting back because Israel does have some sort of military, like a, I I didn't even know this, but like a dome type way of fighting off missiles. So the comparison of who, how many have died on the Israel side versus the Palestine side is not equal at all because Israel is like, it's uh, Trevor Noah does a really good talk about like. He talked about like when a teenager is fighting with a four year old, like when he got in trouble as growing up, like as a teenager fighting with his younger brothers, like a teenager fighting a four year old is not the same thing. So it's kind of that kind of comparison um, of like, you know, they're just way more well equipped for for war. Yeah. And he says too, like, just to clarify that he's not trying to infantilize infantilize to to baby make of right, the Palestinians right, right, right. like he you know he's not saying right. that they can't yes. take care of themselves and all that but um and then the other issue too is that like you also can't ignore that like you know Hamas is shooting me- thousands thousands of missiles into right uh, right right, right. Uh, Israel so it's not like they're not you know they're not throwing forks or something right. you know right so right. like um that's also a complicated you know if you're living in Israel, you don't want to be shot at either. No. So Israel absolutely has the right to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. I guess the question is, at, at, to what degree? But then also, like, 
And and you know who suffers in all this is the civilians. The civilians, right? Children. Chil- children. Oh, many Palestinian children have died. At, I mean, I think on the first day it was something like twelve or fourteen. So I can only imagine that that number has been going yeah. up. And hundreds and hundreds of Palestinians have died, and and hundreds more have been injured, and and hundreds of uh, Israeli citizens have also been injured. Um, so it's like, what's happening? Like, why are we at this place? Like, what's going on? Right. And again, I do recommend that you listen to um, Trevor Noah's recap of it, because what one thing I liked about what he sort of had to say about it was that he was like, I don't have answers. <laughs> He's like, right. I'm not here to tell anybody what to do. Um, but his bigger point was like, should the retaliation be as s- severe as it's been coming out of mm-hmm. Israel? Um, and even that, I don't think anyone has a lot of answers to per se, um, though there's a history a recent history where um, the Israeli government has been sort of like persecuting the Palestinians that are in that area. Mm-hmm. So already there's like, you know, we're sort of set up for um, anti-Arab sentiment. And, you know, the, the one of the things that kind of set off some of the like tensions was that uh, there are Palestinian people living in the area that... Um, have been living, their families have been living in these apartments for years. I think it was like when Jordan had control over, um, over the Palestine Israel area. Uh, they, there were these like Palestinian refugees and, uh, Jordan was like, Hey, I, we're going right. to make these buildings for you and you guys can move in here and you can like be refugees and safely living here. Uh, mm-hmm. but then they never like fully signed off on it. So when Jordan like left, there was no like, paperwork or no like official anything saying that like look these palestinians own these buildings Mm. so then Mm. when the the israeli government was like taking over the area more and more they were like yeah we're just not going to recognize that that happened Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of that in this story of like well we sort of like you know we're giving some group this but then Mm -hmm. some other groups don't recognize it so then like well then is it or is it not you know who has what who gets what who deserve you know who deserves what like Mm -hmm. i don't know but that being said like these people these palestinian people have been living in these uh, complexes that's their home they've been there for like generations and Mm -hmm. now some uh you know jewish landlords are moving in and taking wanting to like evict them Mm -hmm. um and that's a whole other thing that makes this so like tricky to like deep dive into. I think why people do kind of avoid the subject is because like you, we also have to be careful to avoid anti-Semitic sentiments, sentiments right. during all this. Right. So it's weird. I will say that one video, I don't know if you saw the video of the woman yelling at the landlord. Yes. And he, was he on seemed his, to be, a, and I think mm-hmm. he was an American he had a Jewish. very thick New York accent. Right. So I think that that's so another thing. Well, that's another thing I think that's happening is that like there are. If you're born Jewish anywhere in the world, the current Israeli government acknowledges that you can become an Israeli citizen. Mm-hmm. So there's sort of an ownership of this area, whether or not you've were born there are part of like the history of what's going on there. Like, you know, from, from a generational standpoint, because the idea of Israel is it's like a homeland for Jewish people, mm-hmm. like a center for people to be, you know, have a community, have like a mm-hmm. homeland, um, which just complicates this more because then you I, have my people brain coming already from, hurts. Yeah. You have people it. coming in from Brooklyn then being like, okay, I bought this land because I'm Jewish and I have a right. To, I'm also an Israeli citizen. So I'm going to like then kick you off of this because I don't want you to be here. It's like, wait a minute. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So there's been a lot of like things like that that just don't feel right. Right. Like just to like kick people off of their property because you don't want them there mm-hmm. because they're not what you want them to be. Now, that mm-hmm. being said, that's not every Jewish person in Israel that wants that. So we right. have to be really right. careful right. to like not lump everybody to get like there are many, 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 many Jewish people that are like, we need to protect the Palestinians. Many, mm-hmm. many, many. And they're out there, you know, riot, not rioting, but um, protesting also, you know. Mm-hmm. So we ha- so just to say like, oh, Jewish people are terrible. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not what this is about. 
This is about a select few who are nationalists, really. I mean, that it's, we're experiencing this nationalism across the globe right now. We definitely have it in the United States. We talk about it all the time. But there is this sort of like Zion nationalism that's happening, which is part of like what's driving the put the, to sort of the pushing out of the Palestinians. Mm-hmm. And z- yeah, what are you going to say? Oh, no, please continue. I was just going to say that I also had to kind of look up what does what is Zionism? Yes, please. What because is I wasn't one hundred percent sure what that was about, and the idea behind Zionism is it kind of came out of World War. There was a rise in Zionism after World War Two because so now we're going to go back in history a little bit. After World War One, the British took control over um, the what was Palestine, what was then considered Palestine, mm-hmm. and. At that time in Europe, there was more and more of an anti um, anti Jewish sentiment rising, as we know, for mm-hmm. by, you know where we landed in World War Two. So it, there was a lot of persecution of Jewish people at that, starting more and more and more. There was then more and more a need or a feeling that there needed to be a place, a homeland, where Jewish people could come to and feel like safe and feel like we can build our community in a in one location because they didn't have that it was sort of like judaism was a religion that was sort of spread out all over the place um and they some one jewish leader proposed uh like that whole what is now israel area because it's like the holy land and like well we in in our you know religion we're supposed to go back to the holy land so why don't we just like go back over there and at the time british was ruling that land Mm-hmm. And they were like, okay. <laughs> They're just like, right. sure, why not? But like the United Nations uh, declared it. Yes, eventually the United Nations declared it too. But um, like starting even but after before. World War, by World War One, it was already becoming sort of like a, uh, you know, like, what are we doing with this land? Like, how are we going to mm-hmm. deal with this? And of course, like when you say like, sure, sure, that sounds good. You guys can have that. What you're totally neglecting is that there are people that are already living there. Right. And have been living there. Because there people- was an Arab majority there with a jewish minority when they said right you guys can have this this will be a land where for refugees jewish refugees right Right. so then world war ii happened and when Mm -hmm. that happened they were like see we really need this because we our population has been decimated we need a place to rebuild we need a place that we can call like a a unified area Mm -hmm. so then there was even more of a push for this uh, for, for what they call Zionism, which is the idea that like there needs to be a homeland for the mm-hmm. for Jewish people. Um, so that's all fine and good. Even right now, there are like Zionists that are left wing and then there's right wing and the right wing kind of national Zion national type people. Those are the ones that are like anti-Arab. But there are Zionists that still believe like, no, we, we do need to have like a, a Jewish state, but also we should be able to live in harmony with other people and we want peace. So we want to be mm-hmm. able to negotiate. And also we don't want the relig- the government to be so religious. The right wing mm-hmm. Zionists want the government to be extremely Jewish and um, they don't want to like have not that they don't want peace, but they just want they're like, this is our land. We want it. So like there's conflict upon conflict upon conflict upon conflict in these areas and then there also was like before they were like fully established as a as israel being like a jewish state uh or before it was israel there was a lot of pushback from the the arab majority which i mean like i get because it's sort of like wait a minute what are you gonna do (laughs) you're gonna come in here and just so they really were pushing to have when the jewish um refugees were starting to come in from World War II. They were coming in droves. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Arab community was like telling England, like, hey, hey, you got to start putting limits on how many people can come in here. Mm-hmm. And so there was like all this negotiation back and forth. And then when the Jewish community was coming in, they were not allowed to buy land. They were not allowed to have property. So it's like been this back and forth mm-hmm. for like, and that's just since the 40s. You know what I mean? Like, right. And this goes back even further. And that land in itself, that's not even, we haven't even mentioned that that land itself is holy for all the religions. Right. So there has been battles over that space for so long Mm -hmm. and are we talking about jerusalem specifically because it is a national explain a jerusalem because i mean this is where i get confused too 
this land has been going back and forth and back and forth. There was a time too where like the Gaza Strip was like they were right. like, okay, the Palestinians can have that, and then like Egypt came in, and then Egypt was like kind of control. I mean, there's like, and that's part of the other thing is I think that. Oh, the yes. Israeli government is afraid to have Palestine become a free state because they're afraid they're just going to become immediately absorbed by the Arab nations around them. So it won't even be like full freedom. It'll just be like more land for the, the other Arab nations. And then that's not as far as Israel is concerned, that's not good for them because they're those are like their foes, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's like there's a lot of politics at play here, a lot of government shit. Well, specifically what Trump did, the embassy, he moved the emb the U.S. embassy to to Jerusalem. Um, and, and it I used guess to be that's in Tel a power, Aviv. And I guess that's a power play in that, like, then it's, it's sort for, of established. Yeah, if we're saying, like, we're allies of Israel, then we're right. establishing more is like allyship within this area that's supposed to be a little bit more. Right. I think it's even was was for the Palestinians. I think that territory around Jerusalem is a Palestinian territory and then the Gaza Strip was Palestinian in the latest. But I don't, that could be wrong. Or also that like, but maybe like you're, I mean, I think that it would make sense that you need to like leave it open for everybody to come in. But I don't know who's running. Yes. Somebody, somebody has to be running it. Right. So I think it was Palestinian run. I could be 100% wrong about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is, it's crazy when like we're talking about like land chunks and like the, and the like territories are changing at every like new right. signing of a thing and like, and then what's the solution? I mean, like, and how do we solve oh, right. this? Was that right or am I wrong? Well, sorry. So Trump recognized Jerusalem as Israeli's capital hmm. and then said that the, and moved the embassy there. So he took, yeah. But also like what's how crazy is that like that's another thing that I kept finding and I sort of mentioned Religion. this before but it's like so then like Trump said oh this is going to be Israel's capital but like why does Trump get to say that and like the Palestinians are like wait a minute nobody we didn't right. agree to this so it's right. like there's a lot of those things that happen too where it's like at one point uh, the Palestinians were like okay we're claiming uh, independence this is like in the 40s or something and like Syria and Lebanon and a couple other like countries around them were like, yep, we, we acknowledge your independence. But then none of Europe recognized it. None of is. So it's mm -hmm. like so you can claim it. But then if it's not if people aren't in agreement, then mm -hmm. what does it mean? Then it's like we're saying, well, this is ours. And they're saying, like, no, it's not. And like that, it just becomes it honestly like not to, to diminish this at all. But it makes me think of like when you're in a relationship that's just like never going to work and you start fighting over that one night you know where it was like you did this no I didn't yes you did mm -hmm. no I didn't now of course mm -hmm. it's that's very like simplified but it's like when you're if you've ever been in those kinds of arguments with people there's a sense of like we will never resolve this mm -hmm. because you're coming from your perspective and I'm coming from mine so it's like if there's if there's no meeting in the middle with mm -hmm. something like that um so it's sort of like, okay, then how do we live? How do they live in peace? And they've tried to come up with a million ways. Some of some one thought was, oh, we'll push out all the Jewish people and have it be an Arab nation. The Arab nation was like, great. <laughs> of course, right. Israel was right. like, no. And then like, then they're like, okay, great. We'll push out all the Palestinians and then Israel can have it. And their Israel's like, great. And the Palestinians are like, no, of course not. So it's like, then they come up with this two state, um, two state, um, solution where right. I, there's a, and there's a million ways in which a two-state solution can work but the idea was sort of like like oh we'll sort of divide it up so that then palestine can have its you know independence and freedom and then israel can have its own state and whatever but they cannot and then sometimes they'll put an idea out and one side will be like i like this one but the other one's like no i don't accept and then they then they try to fix it and make it a little bit more accommodating for the other side and then then it's like flip-flops and it's like no I'm, I'm not okay with this because mm -hmm. it's like the minutiae of this is land is important to people <laughs> like it right. means totally something. it's yeah, yeah. It's, it's not just like i mean some also when you get and, right when you get religion involved that's all that's totally like, it just like you cannot there's no there's no that's what people believe and good luck talking them out of that yeah and i think that one of the things that i feel like i've taken away from all this too is it's like 
this is probably going to be a really bad reference and I need to look up like what <laughs> what is good and bad about this movie. But I saw Lawrence of Arabia a couple years ago <laughs> for the oh, first Lord. time. It's a beautiful movie and it's amazing. But it was like I didn't realize that the movie was basically about a similar situation in that like it's not in Israel and Palestine. It takes place in I think Saudi Arabia. Um, but there's been a lot like just for eons there has been disputes over land in these areas. Mm-hmm. And there are, it's not just like Arab people. It's like, no, mm-hmm. there are different groups that are different. And at that time, certainly there was different even tribal groups that were mm-hmm. at war with each other. So when like, you know, Europe starts coming in, in after World War II and just being like, okay, we're going to like control this land now. They don't understand the nuance of the relationships that are happening in that territory. So then they're like, well, we'll just split up and like, what's the big deal? And it's like, you don't know what's fucking going on here, white Mm -hmm. man. Get the fuck out of here. And you see that same thing happen in colonialized places across the world. It happens in Africa too, where people, they come in and there's like a a balance that's trying to be maintained without the colonialists. And then the, the imperialists come in and then they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll just do this. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. now you've like real, not that the boat wasn't already rocked, but like th- there was no full understanding, I think, or a deeper understanding that like this is more complicated than the English people thought. Mm-hmm. And so they were trying to solve these problems. And even like down to the like saying like, oh, yeah, we'll just like make, you know, we'll make a Palestine a Jewish state and that's a place for them to go. It's like, well, what is the other nuanced things happening underneath that, you know? Mm-hmm. But that being said, should there be a place, you know, at the after World War Two, should there have been a place for Ju- mm-hmm. the Jewish for refugees? Exactly. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we need something. But it's mm-hmm. just like, I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't know. Well, I fear what's happening is that Israel did declare a ground uh, invasion this week. Oh, that's not good. For, that so that makes it war. That makes it actual like war, war. So, yeah. But I guess that's like what. It's like well, what would I like to see if I was the king of the world? What would you do, King I, Casey? You know, and like, oh my god! <laughs> like, I don't know really. But it, but but like, just on like a, it'd be really nice if we lived in a world where, um, Palestinians could have some like independence. There could be like some area for them, I guess, right? Freedom is what they're saying that they need. And like certainly at minimum, just not to be so persecuted and murdered, you know, and like, I shouldn't say murdered. Well, yeah, murdered sort of by like the Israeli government, not necessarily Mm -hmm. the Israeli people, but the Israeli government that has its own, you know, there was somebody even saying that like Netanyahu I think it's Netanyahu who would want this to kind of go on as long as possible because it puts off like the next election. Mm. So it's like all these things, like then that's just like a power move. You know what I mean? But I guess I want to see a world in which like we could all just live together in harmony and not, Mm -hmm. and that people could look at people and go, we're all the same. We're, you know, we're Mm -hmm. all like, we're all just little humans trying to do our best so that like, Because the thing that just like tortures me about all this is it's like there's all this like political shit and governmental shit. And those people that say like, yeah, yeah, let's bomb them. They're not. They're usually like protected in their little ivory tower and they don't have to feel the repercussions of those bombs necessarily. It's these like citizens who I I can imagine many, 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 many citizens just want peace so they can live their lives and raise their families and not be living in terror. My instinct is to be like, stay out of it. It's none of it has nothing to do with America. Like, come on, like mind if stay in your lane type of thing. But that's not how this works. I, I'll never forget, you know, in high school learning about the Third Reich and the rise of the Third Reich and stuff. And like, you know, if America, if the U.S. had been able to to get involved earlier, how many millions of people, how many millions of lives we could have saved type of thing. And it is a little bit like. It is none of our business. However, it, it is on this planet and that people are dying. Right. And, and that's where it's, yeah. Definitely been like another part of the story that I forgot to mention is that like in terms of leading up to this conflict that we're seeing right now, the uh, Ramadan, we've yes, been ha- yes. in Ramadan. So like the, the 
Palestinians have been celebrating Ramadan and there is like this one, um, I don't know if you call it a temple or you like a mosque. One, Mm -hmm. yes, one mosque mosque. where they were, um, they were doing their religious celebrations and, a ri- so already there was tension because of COVID. Uh, it, the Israeli government was like, well, you can only have this many people in the mosque at one time mm. um, because of safety precautions. So they were already like limiting people's ability to like practice a religion inside this mosque, which I mean, mm-hmm. you could have lots of opinions about that too, right? Like, cause Israel's done a really good job of bringing the COVID rates down. So it's things like mm-hmm. that, that like help bring the COVID rates down. But as we see in America too, there's a lot of like, well, my, you know, religious freedoms, I need to practice my religion. So like that's already tension happening. Right. So then people are going into the mosques to, to celebrate Ramadan. And then I guess at one point there was a claim that uh, some Palestinians came out and threw like bottles and things at the Israeli police department. Rocks and things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then the Israeli police were sort of fighting back. Retaliating. Retaliating. Yeah. And of, again, they have better equipment than um, the Palestinians. So then that caused some casualties. And there was casualties from, I mean, some um, Israeli uh, policemen died too. I think it was like 17 mm-hmm. or something died. But then it was like, well, then the next night the police came back and then they like raided the mosque and then just like mm-hmm. just took a lot mm-hmm. of people out um, in that attack, which was like, well, was that warranted? You know, what I mean, this is where it's like that kind of like those kind of moves that increases the tension. Um, and then also you're kind of attacking people that are defenseless, especially if it's a police force. And we know from over here in the United States, when we've been talking about um, police brutality, like mm-hmm. this is this is, you know, are, is there an egging on also from like the Israeli police departments and stuff? So like this is the kind of like, um, you know, antagonism that has been that they're that they're saying is happening. And then Israel also took down that media building in one of Hamas's mm-hmm. media buildings. And they're saying that one of the reasons for that is that then they can't let the world know really what's going on. So mm-hmm. it's like a silencing. So, I mean, there's these like things oh, that just God. start to pile up and you're like, what is this? And, you know, and it's hard for America because Israel has we have they we have been allies. So there's yes. been this sort of like movement of like, oh, we just support them no matter what. But mm-hmm. I think it's we need to start like. It's this is really complicated. This is get, yeah. This is, but also I feel weird being like we know better, and that has been no, an yeah. American you know ideal across the globe that we're a superpower and that you know we know best. Right. Which that is not true. No. And I but do, also like yeah. the fear of them blowing blowing each other up and affecting the rest of the world too. I mean, there, it's yeah. a lot. There's a it's, lot. Yeah. And maintaining because that whole area, there's like it's sort of. The, the peace negotiations and not just between Israel and Palestine, but like that whole area yeah. is kind of precarious. Egypt and Jordan. And mm-hmm. the, yeah. Yeah. Really and Syria and everything that's going on. Right. So right. like Ooh. I, this is like, I don't envy um, Biden right now. <laughs> oh, sure. oh my God. But I mean, my hot take is thank God that Biden is in office and not Trump oh, right now. I mean, honestly, if During Trump was this, in office, yeah. the the Palestinians would be, would be yeah. doomed. Yeah, um, and not yeah. they're not in great shape right now. But um, I do think that, like, just in terms of like ethics, right? So, like, that's where also the United States needs to step in. It's like there there are certain things like, and this is where what um, Trevor Noah was saying I think comes into play, which is that like, it's one thing to defend yourself from rockets being shot into your area. It's another thing to just be like take like that is an act of like oh we're just going to take you out we just decided now right. like, and that's where it really is war and it's like they just don't if if there's no control there then that's not just like a defense that's like an act of yeah. war so yeah. that's where america has to kind of be like do we want to see the palestinians decimated now like that's not right. what we want nobody no. wants that so, but this is very complicated. And I, I, it's interesting. I have some Israeli friends that um, I do not, I've not talked to them about this because mm-hmm. I know it's really, there's probably stuff too. It's like, I don't, I've never lived in Israel. I don't know what it's like. I don't know yeah. what the things. We only like. have the information that's provided through the media, basically. Absolutely. So. And, but that's another thing I just kind of wanted to say about like this whole situation is that just be like mindful of like, 
number one, where you're getting your information from, how you're getting it. Don't jump on any one bandwagon without maybe like looking in. If you're going to like be active in this, really like look into what's going on because I think that um, on both, you know, there's an anti-Semitic side, like do not go down that road. Mm -hmm. Um, But then also, you know, be aware, don't just blindly, you know, stand behind Israel because, and just also be mindful too that the Israeli government is not necessarily the Israeli people, you know? Mm-hmm. And very we know that point. from like Trump, right? Like Trump right. is doing shit and the people are like Americans and you're like, well, not me, you know? Right. So that's definitely that's part of what's happening here too. Um, yeah. And just be careful. I think I've seen so many people sharing things on Instagram it seems again like, you know, the black square or the you know some, something trendy or something. But just right, like, right. This is not this is not a trendy news topic or you know right. stance or whatever. These are people on both sides. Innocent people on both sides are being killed. Right. So that's really what I mean. And to, I mean, I'm more confused now. I think because <laughs> of knowing the history of everything and. I mean, it's a really, really, really complicated situation, but I do think it's important that people educate themselves because I don't, this is not going away and I fear it's going to get even worse. And yeah. we, I, and maybe we will have to step in or, or the UN definitely or our allies. And I mean, we're going to have to so. take some sort of a side because it's just yeah, not, we will. it's not possible for us to not. Right. And I think that at the end of the day, like I, if there's a group of people that's being persecuted, that's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. you know and if it's and if it's our allies that are doing the persecuting we got to have a reckoning there you know right that's one thing that's also fascinating to me is that like a, from some pers- from us there so you could you could say one could say the israeli government is persecuting well and i and i think rightfully so uh that the per- the israeli government is persecuting the palestinians in the area mm-hmm. what's funny about this is that the same people that are persecuting the minority in the United States, like the sort of white supremacists, they're the first to be like, fuck the Jewish, you know what I mean? The Jewish people are, look at them. They're like so hateful and they're killing all these people. So like, there's like this weird, like, I'm like, yeah, but you're mad at the people that are doing the um, persecution, but you are the, you are the persecutor in your own land. So it's like, just Mm -hmm. be careful that like, just acknowledge that like, there's a lot of, there's just a lot of hypocrisy happening too on top of everything else Mm -hmm. well I want to say thank you to you for letting us do this episode because I I it wasn't my idea but I think it is important I mean and I don't know this might be a huge mistake people might be like really upset and we we very well could have said things that are extremely inflammatory without even knowing it I mean that's one thing about this it's like just really but you have to have these conversations though these are difficult conversations and just trying to understand what's happening yeah I think and that I that's important think we have to also like if we're going to have an opinion we have to be as educated as we possibly can be and that means we have to listen to everybody's per you know perspectives um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter you know I don't know because what I mean human life is the most important thing mm-hmm. in the world I mean not in the world mm-hmm. I mean yeah but yeah I mean like as far as us as humans our human lives, our individual human lives are valuable. And to, and that's, we have to, you know, if we're, if, if America is what it says it is, which it's not, by the way, spoiler alert, um, <laughs> then we're supposed to be defending people's rights and defend across the right. world. Like that's sort of right. what America said it was supposed to do. We don't really ever do that. But if we're, yeah. if we want to really start moving towards that direction, then we have mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, have some tough, you know, but I don't know. There's no solution. I really don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. This That'd is why um, no one should be religious. I don't know. <laughs> That's probably not a good answer either. Um, I just, yeah. It's just so sad when like, and we see it, and it's, and it's happening all over the globe right now too, the nationalism where it's like people just want to be, be so us versus them. Mm-hmm. Right. It, we're, it's not us versus them. It's us. It's us. It's us. It's us. That's it. Right. And until when the aliens, aliens come, come down. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> until the aliens. We may right. not. Re- but honestly, the aliens, at this point after the COVID. The aliens will un- unite us. Hopefully. I mean, that would be great. 
but if they, they don't, say. we're like dead in the water. Yeah. I mean, like that's I don't actually have any faith that like humanity is actually going to come together. We'll come together we and fight off aliens. No, we do. Well, that's what COVID was. Yeah. And, yeah. and already look like, look, yeah, not good. And yeah. there's all these other countries that are like, are uh, not surprisingly, America's like, no, we don't want to share our vaccine <laughs> codes and you know our right. vaccine our patents. Well, and, and thank stuff, God yeah. Biden started moving a little bit towards that. But like, of course, the companies are like, no, no. Right. It's like, well, you're, and then you know, at the end of the day, that fucks all of us mm-hmm. because if if COVID is anywhere, then we haven't, then it's no good. Mm-hmm. It has to be, you know, really, really tamped down everywhere. Yeah, and want to get like, rid of COVID so the whole world can go to a strip club. Yes. Why can't we all just collectively go to a strip club together and enjoy ourselves? <laughs> hand in hand. Hand in hand. Oh, God, you guys. Go to Deja Vu together. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Strippers make so much money. I know. Well, that's one thing I was trying to pitch yesterday uh, to investors. And when I say investors, just like friends of mine at the pool. Uh, is this like your parents or something? Yeah. <laughs> Mom, dad, listen. <laughs> but there's a like there needs to be male strip clubs here. There's like male. I really couldn't find any. And I thought, huh. man, that would be also like I'm actually just co-ed. shocked. There's I think that there was one we couldn't even find it. Legends, I don't know. Couldn't find it. Um but, but there's all, so many the gentlemen parties. The gentlemen clubs are mm. very popular here uh with yeah. ladies. So I'm like, we need Katie, do you want to send me some money? I got five hundred dollars offered to me yesterday to invest. So I'll give you ten. If you guys listen yeah, if you're <laughs> listening, I wanna start a male strip club here in Nashville. It could also be a comedy club, you know? It's comedy and strip. Call me. Uh, Call me. Yeah. Call me if you're interested, folks. Yeah, sounds good. (laughs) Well, (laughs) slowly spreading peace on Earth. (laughs) Yeah. One strip club at a time. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. Well, love each other. I know. Yeah. Be nice to each other. Understand that we're all just little humans on this little silly marble. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for listening, you guys. If you do have opinions on this, we really would love to hear it. Difficultwomenpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. If you want to invest in the strip club, you can email us there too. Absolutely. Um, if we said something horrifyingly wrong, then please let us know so we can update it. Yes, please. Really. We'd love to be wrong. That's <laughs> <laughs> our motto. But love to be wrong. Yeah. Tell us to our face. Yes. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Well, thanks for listening. This has been highly educational. Yeah.